0: Welcome to Two Bees in a Podcast with Downtown Donna Brown, Brooke Westcar, and me, Laura Testino. Uh, what?
1: Go, what, what? Laura. Go, Laura. In the house. In the house. Under doing the Cabbage Patch. Doing the Cabbage Patch. What? Donna's oh, dancing wait, right now. Yeah, <gasps> yeah I saying.
2: Saying. we can't see her, but I guarantee that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So, listeners, this is my pal, Laura Testino. We met at the University of Alabama. Um, She actually lived with us for a tiny bit of time, which was awesome. We probably drove her crazy. Um, I do know that she was like, Brooke, I don't like watching scary stuff. And I'm like, but Stranger Things isn't scary. Get in here. And she was like, no, seriously, I don't want to. And I was like, seriously, sit down. And I made her watch it. But now she's a fan, so it's all good. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, let me tell you, her mother's the same way and did the same thing to me. I don't like watching scary stuff. And guess what? Her mother does. Yeah. And they tortured me. So there you go. Her yeah, mother so, just passed it down to her.
2: Yeah, Laura, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you're a listener, but Donna is my godmother. She and my mother are best friends and have been for like ever. So we go way back.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so what do you you want to know about Brooke? I got it, girl. What? (laughs) (laughs) Laura, we're so excited to have you on. So excited. Hey, well, I'm excited to be here. I know this has taken, like, a
0: little bit of time to schedule, but I am super happy to get to talk with you guys again. I miss being close to, living close to Brooke and being the next door over, I suppose, for that. (laughs) that. (laughs) last few
2: months which were very fun fantastic it was fun we'll probably talk about that in a minute but first um listeners should know I haven't talked to Laura in a while aside from like sort of seeing what the other one's up to on the Instagram I haven't really caught up with her and I've sort of been saving it for this so she's probably going to tell me all sorts of information that I like half know but don't really know so Miss Laura what are you up to right now what is going on uh tell us a little bit about yourself yeah, so
0: we have lots to catch up on because I've moved several times since we've really caught up, <laughs> um, but now I live in Memphis, Tennessee, where I um, cover education and children's issues uh, for the newspaper here, The Commercial Teal, um, and right now, specifically right now, I am petting my dog, Rita June, who um, is, <laughs> very much needs attention, but is very much fun and um, has given me a humongous love for parks. So here in Memphis, when I moved here, I decided that I needed to move as close as possible to a park. Um, and so we did that, and now we get to go and listen to free live music, which has so far been my favorite thing about being a Memphis resident. And that's that's kind of... awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, Donna was... would
2: love that, because Donna's super into music, so she would love that. Mm-hmm. And Donna, you would also love Rita June, the dog, because Rita is hilarious and really brilliant and awesome
1: <laughs> and i love the name that's so rita funny. june
2: <laughs> yeah she and laura go on lots of really fun adventures i love following um you know it's probably you know i tell laura it's for her but i really think that um i follow her on instagram for rita june let's be
1: honest yes i think if
0: my followers these days care much more about <laughs> rita is much more
1: yeah, I love Memphis. I'm a huge Elvis fan, and um, I think I've been to Graceland now four times, maybe. Oh, well. And I love I'm Bill Street, of course, with all the music and stuff like that. So it's a great area. It's, it's a great place. It's so. been
0: fun. It's been home for about two months now, so I'm still exploring. Oh,
1: you're new new. Okay. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> Very new. Yeah. Um, reason that we had such try, uh, difficulty scheduling this summer is because I was moving from New Orleans. So new place, new city, new job, been a lot of new stuff the past few months. <laughs>
2: That's awesome say, Since you moved away from our town, our street in Tuscaloosa, you went to New York and then to New Orleans and then to Memphis. Is there anything in between that I'm missing?
0: Correct.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: i that's correct. I stayed in Atlanta very briefly before moving to New York, but I actually just a couple of days ago was talking to my mom about how many different addresses I've had <laughs> since uh, leaving college. So, uh,
1: but that's I mean, the life. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean to travel and see things and experience life. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, not intentional, but very fun.
2: Yeah. And for journalism, you got to go where the
1: work is. And hey, if it moves you, it moves Oh, my you. God. I just had a moment, Brooke. Uh, uh-oh. Um, Laura, are you my Rory yes, from she Gilmore is. Girls?
0: <laughs>
1: awesome. I've been looking for you everywhere, Rory. <laughs> oh, yeah, my gosh. She, she totally is.
2: She's probably got coffee somewhere nearby right now.
0: Oh, literally to the right of my computer <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i am in heaven <laughs> i hope i can deliver the entertaining
1: oh my thing. god are we not the biggest gilmore girl fans brooke oh my gosh oh for sure i'm like i'm i mean i may have been watching bed, that when I'm laura was it.
2: living with me too yeah
1: yes well so we watched the uh m-
0: like movie what is it's the movie that's the, right the, the netflix seasons. thing yeah the seasons yeah watch the netflix special and i had only seen like uh like episodes of Gilmore Girls here and there. I'd never watched it all the way through. And then so finally right after I moved out and moved into New York, that became my show that I watched all the time. And then would rewatch. Oh. And then now I rewatch it all of the time.
2: Yeah, again. it's very comforting. It's got this I anytime like fall starts to come around, mm. although Rains and I don't call it Gilmore Girls, we're like, I think it's time to watch Luke. That's what we call it. It's Luke in <laughs> our house. Oh my house. God. Uh, Mm. for for good reason, because Luke Danes is the greatest thing. Uh, Fun fact for all you listeners, if you have a Target nearby, they have the Glade Fall Candle line, and one of them is like Warm Flannel Embrace or something really, really cheesy like that. Mm. However, Mm -hmm. I call that candle Luke Danes because that is just what I assume he has to smell like, and I'm not mad about Mm. it. See, this is quality
0: information that people
1: need. I'm going to Target very soon. Yes. There you go. Sorry, I didn't mean to, but whenever you were talking about the moving and the journalism, and I'm like, oh my God, she sounds like my Rory, I've been looking for her. She is the Rory. And uh, the only
2: difference is, although um, Lara will partake in some snacks, her and I child down on some delicious pizza from post office pies a couple of times in Tuscaloosa. Uh, she's often seen with healthy snacks, too.
0: Uh, well... <laughs> I, okay, I was going to say, Rita and I like to share the cheese Its these days, as well as the chips for Chips and salsa. so we're not always the healthy in this house, especially now that it's just two gals, you know, it's hard to cook for one person, so <laughs> snacks yeah. it is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well Rita has I good s- taste. Yes, I swear we were just talking about the other night, whenever, like I was talking about when I was single you know, or like live by myself, um, it, if I came home from work, I did not want to cook for myself. So, it was, you know, I know this sounds cheesy, but I would make some ramen noodles
0: mm-hmm.
1: and probably eat some chips and salsa or pop me a bag of popcorn or something like that and just sit in front of TV and watch TV, you know?
0: Yep. I have popcorn for dinner often.
1: Carrots and hummus. My, my pug, <laughs> Annie and I. And she loves to eat popcorn, too, by the way. She loved when I would pop popcorn. She would just sit right there and eat popcorn. Might not be good for her, but she's yeah. still alive. So. <laughs> she's not complaining. <laughs> no. No. So, uh, how would your uh, best friend describe you? Um,
0: see, now we're just... This is embarrassing because probably my dog is my
2: best friend here in Memphis, right? <laughs> um, well, then the description would be fantastic.
0: except for the days when you know i'm like back from work late and it's like what does she do all day long where does she disappear to what's going on
2: Mm -hmm. Um, how dare you mom it's like
1: the secret the movie like secret life of pets right the cartoon we love that movie and it's like it's so funny to see that side of the pets all their stuff that they do all day long and then we come home and we think that they're just like sitting there all day waiting on us
0: but (laughs) but, you you know Rita probably wishes that I would let her chase uh, more squirrels every day, but hopefully it's complimentary of the fact that we do spend a lot of time outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, I don't know, I I was thinking about this for trying to you know, think what my answer would be earlier today on this. and. Um, I think I guess maybe moving around a lot these last few years. I feel like I've just like got a lot of different friends. I don't know that I have like my one best friend other than my dog and my mom, who is often someone I call and talk to on the phone while I'm reading. Walking.
1: So, what? Well, how would your uh, mom describe you then?
0: Um, <laughs> she is. Um, I know very happy that I am closer to home these days because it means that I have less uh, obnoxious stories to tell from New York that probably gave her extreme anxiety. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I guess she would probably say that I um, tried to do too much with my time. I'm horrible at time management. She would probably tell everyone uh, and try to fit too much into a day but that I uh do that because I for the most part really care about whatever it is I'm trying to do um and then she would throw something in about you know something silly about Rita I suppose but I don't know it's probably more telling than anything else that I can't answer that question very well (laughs)
2: <laughs> no I think that's right And your mom is the bomb diggity And any review from a mom And or your man's best friend Would be the best review You could get really Because I know mm-hmm. right now The only person or thing on this planet That thinks I'm perfect is Bella 100% yeah. uh-huh. Lucy not so much <laughs> Lucy is Lucy knows But Bella is not faced by any of my wrongdoings
0: <laughs> <laughs> In that <way. laughs> Miss Bella. I need to
2: meet Lucy. Yeah, you haven't met Lucy. Now, Bella loves some Lara, and uh, we always said that her and Rita June were cousins, but Lucy hasn't met uh, Miss Lara. Yeah. We had fun. Lara lived in our uh, guest, but she just, I, what was it? You had to stay a little bit longer at school, and it was like, hard to find a, uh, you know, a few yeah. month lease thing, and so she was like, can I just run this by you? And I was like, yeah, girl, you're like quiet and cool. Move in.
0: (laughs) That's how it went. And I was not expecting it to be so easy to find somewhere to live for four months, but it was great. And it was some of my most fun four months. (laughs) Don't,
1: don't tell anybody, but Brooklyn rains are kind of easy. So
2: yeah, we're a piece of cake. We, um, well, it was great because, Rent was so cheap in Alabama compared to what the hell I pay here. We had a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house with a giant kitchen and a giant dining room and a giant living room. And uh, so when she asked to move in, I was like, yeah. I mean, like we barely saw her. She'd be like, come in the front door, and we'd be like, hey, what's up? And she'd be like, yeah, nothing much. Did this today. (laughs) That was cool. And then she would go do her stuff. And then every now and then we'd be like, hey, we're going to watch this and or eat this food. Would you like to join? And she'd be like, yeah. And that was it. And it was awesome. Um, Reigns and I always said, like, perfect roommate because it was like, you're totally welcome to hang out, but you also don't have to, and it was fun. And um, we had lots of fun adventures. Um, I got to watch Lara dress up for all the different random um, gorilla theater things, and she's one of the most creative person People I know, when it comes to uh, creating a costume last minute, let me tell you, her brain is pretty amazing.
0: Well, you know, it's hard to not be inspired when you are surrounded by, like, so much cool, inspirational, costume, Disney things. I will oh. never live in a house that has better decor than when I lived in oh. <laughs> <laughs> a yes. too. <laughs> all the good candles, all of the good toys, getting to make the magic, um, the Magic Kingdom castle, the Disney castle. Oh, yeah. I like. We did that Lego, and it was it yeah. days in several movies to watch. Yeah, it, but incredible. It,
2: stuff. Yeah, it was Reigns, me, Laura, <laughs> and Malia. I think, and we all like took shifts building the Disney Lego castle whilst watching movies, and it was a great time.
0: Yes, and like
2: mostly Disney movies.
0: I feel like we had on. Aerie, no. Did we have Online King at one point? Or the rescuers, maybe? Probably
2: all know. of the above. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was good. <laughs> And uh, I actually have been to Disney. I have so many friends that are like Disney friends and I have not ever seen them at Disney. But I've actually seen Laura at Disney. And Laura is like the perfect Belle because she's an avid reader like me. But she has the perfect brunette hair and it's curly and wonderful. And she had her hair up in like the half bun like Belle wears it. And it was so precious and cute. And we took photos in the Beast's castle, if I'm not mistaken, because that's where you take photos with people who look like Belle.
0: Right, yes, we yeah. got to do that. And then we had great stuff for lunch. It was delicious. And it was delicious,
2: absolutely delicious. That's awesome.
0: awesome. It was very
1: fun. <laughs> and like by chance, we didn't know that the other was going to be there, I don't think. Get out, all. y'all didn't plan it, y'all just like saw each other? Yeah, it was I was like
2: probably saw it on the Instagram like, oh my god, you're here today, so are we. Yes, so
1: are we. <laughs> um.
2: It was
0: at the time when we were still living all in Alabama, so it was like mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it was really funny. Um, so Miss Laura, when you were little, what did you want to be? Were you always like, um, you know, Nancy drew or Harriet the spy with your journal and that's what you wanted to do. Or you guys might not know this, but Laura is also uh, a dancer. I don't know if you're doing much of that these days. Um, but what did you want to be when you grew up? So, um,
0: yes to, (laughs) I read, I have all of my mom's old, like, hard like yellow back Nancy Drew books I don't think it's like a complete collection but it's like the old vintagey ones and I read those and loved them as a kid with like I read them equally as much as I would read like the newer like Junie B. Jones or whatever it was like Nancy Drew Junie B. Jones that's what I was reading all the time and um (laughs) when I was I think like three or four is when the Harriet the Spy Nickelodeon movie came out um, with like teeny itty bitty Michelle Trackenberg was in it and Rosie O'Donnell, um, and I think that that is probably like my most watched movie ever till this day. Like definitely most watched VHS as a child. Really rival Beauty and the Beast, but still definitely most watched VHS. <laughs> and, That's
1: awesome.
0: Yes, I loved it, and um, there was a scene in the in the movie where she's um, like somehow like sneaks into someone's house and is wearing like a yellow raincoat and then like pulls these yellow like kitchen gloves out of her raincoat to like use as she's like pulling the ropes on this like dumbwaiter thing that she like rides up into to like snoop on this lady who is like a neighborhood like mystery. And so, you know, because I was probably definitely going to be in that situation as a four-year-old child, I- had my mom um buy me the gloves I didn't get a raincoat but I got the gloves and there was something else from the store and then I was like
2: okay I can be a spy now um <laughs> because that's yeah. what you need is yellow kitchen gloves
0: <laughs> I was like I don't know I think that that was just like the most appealing thing that Harriet got to do to me I don't know um but so I, de- I had a composition notebook and like hers and like wrote private on the front of it, just like she did. And then she would like write notes to herself, like in the top corners of each page by flipping the page. And I would do that. Um, and frequently my mom and I will like go through this private notebook that I had, um, to share such insights as dad is sleeping. We just got back from the pool. Dad is sleeping again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so, anyway, so I did that. However, if I, I, like, look back, I did one of those. American Girl magazine was, like, the best thing in the whole world when I was ages, like, I guess, 7 to 14. I got it and read it religiously and did all the crafts and all the stuff. But they had one year it was a thing where you, you know, wrote, filled out a letter, like, kind of Mad Lib style, fill in the blank to yourself, and then you were supposed to, like, not open it. Well, I actually... Kept it like that, and kept it in my sock tour and found it when I came back from college one Christmas, not far from the time that I was supposed to open it. It was like a ten years later kind of thing. And at this point, I'm in college studying journalism and dance, uh, and I, you know, I've been dancing since I was three. So it wasn't like a huge surprise. But at that point, when I was in the third grade, I really wanted to be a teacher, um, and wanted to teach science, which. Um, I don't really know why that was what I wanted to do. I think <laughs> I, I wanted to be a teacher for most of like the, when you grow up, what do you want to be? Um, and then sometimes that was veterinarian, but I would always like only do that for a few months because then I would be like, well, I really thought I could get past the needles, but I couldn't. So, um, <laughs> I think, like, it wasn't the kind of thing that I, like, was, like, I want to be a journalist when I grow up. But um, if you, like, look back, it's,
2: like, not a surprising thing that I. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's pretty funny, though. I don't know. I I was the same way as a kid. I wanted to be a teacher. And um, it's shameful to admit that the things that uh, drew me to that idea were uh, I remember being, like, very young, like, kindergarten, first grade. And um, I have a bunch of, like, tomboys in my family for the most part. Uh, My grandmother's not. But um, I remember hearing the teacher's heels, like, clicking in the hallway and thinking that that was some weird, cool thing to aspire to, to, like, be a person who had heels that clicked in the hallway. Um, And it was, like, this um, sound of, like, power or importance in my brain. And I also loved the chalkboard like watching people write on it and how important that seemed and felt and i even remember in like fifth grade i had a teacher who would let us play hangman at the end of the day and uh like getting to write on the chalkboard was like
0: yes Mm -hmm. i was like
2: and i i would tell people like i basically want to be a teacher so i can wear heels and write on the chalkboard um of course then it switched to dry erase boards which is even better because then you just get more colors and it's more fun um But then I end up working at a blind school where I don't use a dry erase board because mm, not much of a point. I do use a smart board, um, so I do get to sort of write on that, but it does not do my handwriting justice. So every now and then I'm a little discouraged by that. But... uh, It's pretty funny that that was the thing that drew me to it. But I actually ended up doing the thing that I used to say I wanted to do as a kid.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what
2: draws Mm -hmm. kids to science, Laura, because there was a small time period. I was obsessed with dolphins, so I know what drew me to it. But I wanted to be like a marine biologist because I thought that that would get me closest to dolphins. And then I was like, ooh, science isn't fun. Why would I want to do
1: that? Mm My dad is a chemist, so
0: I think that maybe that was like part of it. I don't but I don't really know I I don't have any like super incredibly specific memories of loving science. So I don't but I I was like fascinated by being able to like mix stuff together and make something new, I guess. That was like the cool thing. Like the mad scientist don't <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Brian though, my youngest brother, he He's been super into sharks for, like, ever, and since, like, age three, and is looking at going to school to do some sort of underwater engineering thing with sharks, so.
1: Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's 16, and then in high school, so we'll see if it changes when he gets into college, but
1: yeah,
0: he wants is, you know, one of those, like, I feel like there's always people that, like, super love marine biology, and then. I don't know for you, Brooke, if it like phased out or if you like still love it or not. But he's like I definitely thought with him it was gonna like phase out and he was gonna pick something else, but he's like been like
1: set on sharks mm-hmm. for so many weeks now. This it amazing kid too, like you know, like my daughter, my oldest daughter, she wants to be a marine biologist and she's she's set on it, you know, and um that's she said that's a dream of hers, you know, and um So we'll see if she sticks with it. I agree with you. you. I mean, but I mean, but he sounds like he has a passion for it. So he's really. Well, you you let her know that if she gets in any job that keeps her close to
2: dolphins, that I have to have all access pass because that is (laughs) my favorite thing on the planet. I am really nerdy about it. When we were moving to St. Augustine at first, we I didn't really have a job lined up. So I was just like kind of applying to stuff. And there was a rains goes, there's a job for a manager at um, Marineland open. And I just sort of froze and looked at him. And he was like, what? And I'm like, there's something I haven't told you. <laughs> and he was like, okay, should I be scared? And I'm like, well, uh, yeah, um, maybe a little. When I was a kid, I uh, was one of those weird kids that was obsessed with an animal, except for I wasn't the normal blonde girl with like that was obsessed with horses at all my school. I was obsessed with dolphins, like My parents had a boat and when we were on the boat and I would see one, I would nearly hyperventilate because it's just the greatest thing ever. And so I went, I started telling him this and it just like opened this can of worms and I just went on and on for probably over an hour about all the different dolphin related things that happened. I mean, Donna, you gave me a poster once that had a bunch of dolphins on it with sunglasses in different colors. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but I I remember my whole bedroom, bathroom, bathroom, All dolphins. This is how nerdy I used to be, guys. All dolphins, all the time. And then um, I got to swim with dolphins. I was obsessed with this weird documentary where Robin Williams went and hung out with dolphins. (laughs) And, like, I was like, um, I don't even care that that guy's Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, That's him (laughs) with dolphins. Um, So when I'm telling Reigns this, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, if I get this job at Marineland, I won't ever be home. They'll be like, Brooke, you, you, you are, your shift ended four hours ago I'm like yes but there are dolphins here <laughs> <laughs> So I've only been Once since we moved here um, And we went and we didn't even Like pay to swim with the dolphins or anything We just like went in and we had Molly uh, My friend Molly Page, with us And uh, Rains literally fell asleep Because the beach is like right behind you You can hear the waves and stuff He literally fell asleep in the chair And uh, I just sat there staring at the dolphins like this is the greatest day of my life (laughs) i could watch them all day they're beautiful and amazing but the actual science part of it did not interest me any way whatsoever i basically Mm. want someone to pay me to pet dolphins which is not a thing that happens so instead (laughs) i will just i will just let it be a thing that happens every now and then it makes me really happy um but your brother actually sounds like he's actually headed in a direction that might lead to to that instead i'll just be um, the weird girl who everyone thinks is totally normal until she starts talking about dolphins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! And Laura, it's it's after eight thirty, so it's it's happened. You know oh, what happens yeah. to Brooke after eight thirty, right? I get a little woozy and weird
2: and loopy and strange things. Oh, so Miss Laura. What embarrasses you most? Oh,
0: um, <laughs> I, I have, I, maybe this is not most, but it is what I've been most embarrassed by most recently, which is, um, harkens back to the like, you know, school days when I like really just wanted to, I was very much a teacher's pet for like most of elementary school. Um, Wanted to, like, do well in school, which, like, shocking that now I cover education. Um, there's something there, I'm sure. But, um, but I I did not ever want to have the answer wrong. And so it's been very humbling here, you know, like, moving to a new city, covering something totally new that I've never done before, having to, like, learn in front of people. Um, <laughs> that is always... Um, it's just, it, it makes me, I'm always
2: embarrassed to
0: do that. Because so I
2: always want it to, you know, I want very much to be a perfectionist, I, I can see that about you. And I think that's something we have in common where it's like you feel, I mean, like you're one of those people who's naturally pretty good at things. And that, that teacher's pet thing, I was totally that way too. So then I have the problem that when I'm not good at something the first time, I feel embarrassed to to the point of actually being a little bit angry like I don't enjoy doing things like I don't like putt-putt golf because I freaking suck at it and I don't want to do things that I'm bad at like it's a problem but it stems from embarrassment like I like you said learning new things in front of people is very humbling especially in a professional setting where you have to be like yes that's good to know I'm going to totally pretend like I knew that the whole time
0: Um, um,
2: you know, it's been a lot of
0: like, tell me how I'm going to get this wrong to try and like prevent, you know, getting it wrong and being embarrassed. And that's always a humbling question to ask people. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's probably, yeah, that that is what, um, is always makes me fearful and scared and like, I'm going (laughs) to be most embarrassed about for sure. Um. I don't know, I don't have, oh, I was, I lost my train of thought, but I did see this recently that was a good quote that I liked, something about, like, you know, um, it still is only your second rodeo, (laughs) um, you know, like, the play on, like, it's only your first rodeo, you know, like, and then, or this isn't your first rodeo, and, you know, it's still, like, it takes time even from just, like, doing something for the second time to, um, get it right but
1: yeah
0: it's it can be tough but then you know I then I took the uh what was supposed to be figurative um I think advice much more literally and uh instead of you know it's not a um it's a marathon not a sprint and so I signed up for the half marathon here which (laughs) 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 we'll see how that goes I am not a runner but um, running through the park has been fun. There's like a fun little trail, but um, I will not be completing that race with any degree of swiftness. That is for sure.
2: That's awesome. So, is that like I was going to ask you your next question was uh, a secret talent of yours that no one knows about? I didn't know that you were doing any sort of jogging or running with Miss Rita June. Do you have any other secret hidden talents?
0: I have an embarrassing one, so we can just like mush that together with the last question. <laughs> Is that um, I watched? Did you, do you guys know Rolling Polioli, the TV show that like explains yes. to kids? Okay, so there was an episode of that. It must have been on one day when I was like at home sick or something. I have no other like good explanation for what I am about to share. But um, <laughs> he, his dad teaches him how to like armpit parts. Um, and so I watched that and I was like, Well, why can't I do that? Because <laughs> that's the natural response to have when you see that on TV. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I taught myself how to armpit fart and I still can
2: at 25 years old. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's my most uh, hidden talent.
1: Uh, <laughs> Donna's loving that. Well, it just reminds me. I'm sorry. It just reminds me like whenever obvious the laughing. I lived, I lived, I lived I lived alone, you know, I would see something like that on TV and I was like, well I wonder if I could do that (laughs) You know? And if somebody had a a camera in my in my apartment, whatever, they were probably like, This woman is a hot mess. I mean like from dance moves, okay, because I'm not a small woman. From dance moves to things like you're talking about, like, you know, some trick because I'm always watching some crazy like TV shows. And you just reminded me of that, and I'm like, I'm just, I just had a visual. I'm sorry, that was awesome. That was great. Well, my
2: <laughs> next, my next question was going to be, of what are you most proud? But uh, honestly, I feel like we already have the answer now.
1: That, I mean, that's it. That's got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: think
0: so. I am fine with not being the answer to that question too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Laura, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am, I mean,
0: we don't have to, um, beat around the bush here to say that, uh, journalism gives you practically zero job stability these days and also zero dollars.
2: So, um. Um, Laura, that is fake news. I'm going to have to ask you to calm down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Somewhere, Laura's... <laughs> <laughs> i just gave laura indigestion i apologize (laughs) (laughs) but
0: um i will say like i i do get a lot of fulfillment from my job which maybe is not healthy but um i don't know i really like um, i really believe in local news and i also think it's pretty cool um I guess I, I don't feel like I've like really gotten to sink into it totally yet, but um, getting to write about kids um, it's like a very like hopeful way to look at the future I think <laughs> um, like seeing I got to like cover like the Memphis part of the national climate or the international climate strike a couple of weeks ago. and so it's always encouraging to see like young kids doing cool stuff. Um, Yeah, that's actually really cool. Yeah. And so it's been good to kind of like have that hope, you know, as much as things may be wrong with the school systems or as much as, you know, maybe frustrating that your tuition in higher ed is not lower or, you know, things like that. um, It's also really encouraging to see like
1: Mm -hmm.
2: doing cool, good stuff. So that's good. Awesome. I can see that being really inspiring, actually. Um, you, I'm sure, I know what
0: I said. You probably experienced something similar as a teacher.
2: Yeah, um, it's for me. It's like when they when they get something that I want them to get, um, and usually it's not even for me. Yes, it's about test scores and all that jazz. Um, but it's more so like my favorite thing last year. Uh, was I teach to kill a mockingbird to the ninth graders and um, the scene where Atticus is sitting outside of um, Tom Robinson's cell because he wants to he knows that the mob is going to show up and mess with him at night and um, they do show up and the only thing standing between Tom Robinson and essentially a lynch mob is Atticus And Jim and Scout and Dill show up. These kids, this group of kids show up. And Scout saves the day. And for me, that's like such a huge scene. And it's the kind of the turning point in the book where I can really ask the class, like, what is the importance of having not only a child, but a child that's a girl tell us this story? Like, what, you know, what's the importance of that? Why do we have that? And it's not just because Harper Lee's a girl, but like, she saves her father from at least a beating and she definitely saves Tom Robinson's life for that, for that scene. And, uh, when they get it and it, it affects them and they like leave, this sounds mean when they leave my class sad about it. Um, I know that they've been affected by it and that like makes me so happy. Or like at the beginning of this year, I had a girl last year, an eleventh grader, who d- didn't like to read. Like I would take them to a library day, um, every other week and she would pretend to read. She did not want to read. She didn't like reading. Um, but at the beginning of this year, I uh her best friend was talking to me and uh I was like at an open house. So her parents were there and I was like, Listen, you know, I love reading so much that the one thing I hope that I give to these kids is just the desire to do that more because really that's the only thing that's going to make them better is practicing is reading. And um, the girl talking about her best friend that was in my class and did not like reading was like, yeah, you even got so-and-so to read a book over the summer. She was like, if Miss Carr likes it so much, there's got to be something about this. And she picked up a book and read it because of me. And I was like, I don't care if she was miserable the entire time she flipped through that book. That is the greatest thing that I've heard all year. And Mm -hmm. um, it is little things like that. It's like small encouragements. Um, But I can see with what you do with news, it's like small things, but also the sort of connectivity of like the international climate strike. Right. So it's, you're doing a small portion of the world, but It's connected, Um, and that's super cool. And for those kids to hopefully feel the power of being that connected on such a large scale, it's pretty interesting.
0: be more insightful than what you just said?
2: (laughs) No. uh, Were you in Alabama? You had already left, I think. I can't remember when. um, I think you were in New York already when um, the women's the first women's march happened.
0: That was yes. That was right before I moved, so I wasn't in. I was, like, getting ready. I moved for the weekend after that. Um,
2: okay. Yeah, because we, we weren't, you know, we were hesitant because um, Reigns was like, do you want to go? Do you not want to go? And I, I'm ashamed to say that I didn't want to go because I, or the only thing keeping me from going was I didn't want to hear anyone in my family or any friends or anybody that didn't agree with it coming at me with questions and like judgments. Um, and that's kind of a shameful thing for me to have felt like, who cares what they think I should have just gone. So the closer I got that morning of Raines is like, Hey, what do you want to do today? And I was like, I really want to, I think I want to go to Birmingham and that's where it was. And so we went and we parked there and we got out and um, we walked around the march and they the gathering and just checked it out and uh it was in this oh my god that was the coolest part like sure the women's march was really cool but it was in kelly ingram park in birmingham which is directly across the street from the civil rights museum in birmingham because that museum is directly across the street from the church where uh they bombed those children the african-american children and um it's horrifying and awful. and But that Kelly Ingram Park had the coolest statues. And by coolest, I mean, like, devastating. They had um, huge, giant, larger-than-life uh, statues of the different things that happened to African-Americans in that particular city and state. And, um, I mean, like, there were horrible statues that you had to walk through, like, on the sidewalk where uh, there were police officers with attacking dogs and the dogs were coming at you like the statues were dogs with horrible teeth and stuff coming at you and you had to walk by that and um, there were these horrible ones um, with people with the water hoses turned on children and women who are like pressed up against the wall being pelted with water and these were like giant life size or larger statues so they were just like so intense and I told Rains it was for both of us it was such an intense emotional day because it felt like we were part of something bigger than ourselves. And um, I ended up not being ashamed and I ended up, you know, posting it on Instagram that I had gone and just being like, I don't care what anyone has to say. These people have something to say and they have a right to say it. And I was proud to even witness it just to see that many people coming together, wanting to make positive change. And it was really cool, and I thought the same thing about that climate strike the other day. It was just like, how cool that a bunch of kids are like, listen, people. We want it. We need something needs to change, and we want to make a change, and uh, this is how we make you listen. And it's pretty cool that you were a part of it in some in some way.
0: Yeah, it it does feel, yeah, that that element of knowing that someone may read back on this one day because they want to remember how they felt. You know, it puts, I feel like the pressure sometimes to like make sure you know capture that, um, both for like the present and then like thinking of it as like a piece of like historical record also. Um, sometimes is even more pressure than just getting it right for the particular moment. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's going to stick around. <laughs> so anyway, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. On a lighter note, we always like this question because we get varying answers. If you could have a song play every time you enter a room, what would it be? Uh,
0: I, can't, I
1: can't wait to hear this.
0: See, um...
1: Don't mess with my toot toot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. Oh, well, I can't. I feel like it's probably everyone says something from Lizzo these days. Because um, um,
2: that is a perfectly acceptable answer. Whatever you're going to say, go ahead.
1: <laughs> because if you're looking for some tempo, you know the truth doesn't hurt. Uh, because you look good as hell. Right?
0: <laughs> All of it, you know. Um, but I, I think I would want maybe, maybe truth hurts you know because that is also what I would sing at karaoke um
1: <laughs> great choice we love no, us that's Lizza. a that's an
2: amazing choice she's really inspiring mm-hmm. and cool
0: she got me through the summer that album got me through there was like a month where I was like I don't know what job I'm gonna have and uh or if I'm going to have a job and what city it's gonna be in and so I would just turn that on every morning and that's what I would like Blair and Um, you know, try and be a little bit like, okay, here we go. Like, let's Mm -hmm. pump it up. Get these job applications out. Let's do it. You know,
1: (laughs) that's awesome, girl. Grab the juice and put on the boots.
0: What? (laughs) So that was good. I I'm trying to think. There's a good. There's probably Dolly. Some a Dolly Parton song would probably like come very close after that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I feel really like excited. Mm. Um, in a different way, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's so inspirational, right? She's a very strong woman, and she's yeah. she's really knocked it out of the park, right? And she's she's been such a role model for so many women, and she's basically telling you, I don't give a crap what people have said about me or what they're going to say about me. I'm doing my thing, and I'm doing great things. So, Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. And I don't disney related lizzo news i don't know if you've seen but someone dubbed um
2: (laughs) oh i saw this is good you're gonna like this
0: (laughs) over the Arist,
2: like a scene from the arrest
0: cats (laughs) just about the funniest thing that i have ever seen
2: and yeah it's pretty great donna it's the it's listeners out there you have to go to lizzo's page and look because she shared it um it's uh, the scene from The Aristocats where, you know, JaJa Zsa Zsa Gabor the cat comes in and she's like, "Play me something, darlings." And um, so the little cat starts like pounding on the piano and usually it's like, you know, The Aristocats' music, but instead it's da 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 why so good. <laughs> I can't even I'm all right, I'm just laughing thinking about it. Yeah. Do Immediate... it. Bro. Do it. <laughs> so good. And it's uh, Marie the cat the kitten is singing it. It's her mouth is moving. It's Lizzo's voice, and it's so
1: good. That's awesome. I want to check it out.
2: Yes, yeah,
1: it, it she's that so good.
0: Is. That is the candle from Target that Brooke recommended. Both of those things gotta get.
2: Yep, gotta have it. Um, <laughs> any which celebrity would you rate as a perfect ten? We already know Lizzo is at the top for everyone, but who else? Mm-hmm. Perfect ten.
0: Lately, these days, it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who um,
2: is wrote
0: and stars in Fleabag, which is um, a, have you guys seen Fleabag yet?
2: I have heard about this because it's winning awards and getting buzz. Yes, so I happened upon it, a
0: recommendation from a friend in, um, May I think? Apparently, the first season came out like three years ago, um, and it was like made for TV based off of a play that she also wrote. Um, and then I think the play was actually on Off Broadway or Off Off Broadway recently, um, and like closed in maybe like April or May after a few weeks. Um, but it was on. It's on Amazon Prime, and I. Brooke may remember this from when I lived with her. I am not, I am someone who, if I'm going to watch TV, I am much more, like, nine times out of ten, always going to pick to watch a movie than to watch a TV show. And I think it's just because I feel uh, overwhelmed, you know? It's like, what if I don't like this, and then now I'm, like, in this series, and I have to watch the whole thing. And so I was talking about this with a friend, and... Um, so it was like, Oh, well like you Fleabag is perfect because it's only six episodes long and it's 30 minutes each for each episode. So I was like, Oh, so basically two movies. Perfect. If I don't like it, it's not the end of the world. Well, I loved it. And so I was like a huge fan of it in May when it was just the first season. And then the second season came out and the second season is even better than the first. And the best part to me is, is that she's like smart enough about the show that like she's not gonna make any more seasons of it. Like this is oh, it. And wow. Bag and like that's it. And so, but I mean you can still watch it over and over again, which is good. Cool. But it's it's <laughs> very. Oh, sorry. And there's Rita. It's <laughs> it's very quick writing. Like it it's very efficient. Um, I'm sorry. One second. Stop it.
2: Oh, Lucy heard it. You hear Lucy barking? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rita's like, bitch. Listen to me. <laughs> um, um, so it's
0: very, the, it's very efficient with its um, like time. It doesn't feel like it's like wasting things to get to places, which um, is good. It reminds me, similar to Barry in some ways. It's the the HBO show that Bill Hader does, um, where it's like funny, but it's very much still like kind of a dark comedy. Um, but it's pretty much her and she breaks the fourth wall and that's like her shtick, but it's done well, like really well. And, um, you know, to the point that it's, you know, like you're watching her perform her life sort of a little bit. Um, but it's, it's just so good. And it just is kind of about just like, you know, it's very like realism-y, um, this is my life as a human woman and these are the things that I'm dealing with and this is my crazy family and talking about it doesn't really do it justice, but, um,
2: (laughs) no, I've been wanting to see it because I've heard interesting things about it. And now, now you definitely have sold me. Um, I have, so, you know, (laughs) Yeah, I just got
1: something new as well. So,
2: yeah, a flea bag. Donna, you and Miranda need to be watching, um, Anne with an E. It is the jam. I just restarted watching it because season three is going to be coming out in January. And really, I was like, hey, Malia, you would love Anne with an E. And I made her watch one episode. And then she went home and then I just kept watching for hours. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> Anne with an E is, of course, <laughs> it's based off of um, Anne of Green Gables. It is just well, not based off it. It is Anne of Green oh, Gables. Yeah. Um, and I forgot. I mean, I always loved it. You know, I, I've always said I love Anne of Green Gables. But, like, I forgot how really inspiring and amazing she is. And uh, the show is done in, like, a hyper-realism sort of way in the sense that um, you really... It, that's what's inspiring about her is the, the hardships that she's had to overcome. That's what makes her so great. And so, I'm all about that. I mm-hmm. love, love it. To check it um, out. Yeah, you guys, I mean, Miranda would really love it. Um, have you watched it yet, Laura?
0: I have not. But
2: I feel um, like, so here's the thing, because I know you don't like shows, it's their long episodes, um, but they kind of feel like movies, like each separate one. So I feel like if you watch the first one, and hated it, you wouldn't feel like you had to watch the rest because But I you won't hate it. You'll be like, Oh my god, this is so good and then you'll keep watching. <laughs> is it on Netflix, Brooke? Yeah, it's on Netflix okay. and they it's just two seasons. I think the first episode's like really long. Like they were like testing the waters and then they were like, Oh, people like it, cool. And they made uh the rest of them are like an hour, I guess. But um yeah, it's really great. I recommend it. Uh I even feel like I even told I told my parents about it. I was like I think even John would sit there and watch it. It's not like mm-hmm. hyper girly. You hear Anne with an E and you think it's some hyper girly thing. It's not. It's, um, you know, the hardships of living in the cold of Canada and being an orphan and what happens and the trials of trying to live in a world that doesn't necessarily want you and how do you fit in and all these different things. And it's really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I have to check that out because we love stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah.
2: All right. So, hey, so Lord, what a,
1: oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brooke. No, you good. Good. So if you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: <laughs> um, so if I, like, had to choose something for sustenance, I, uh, there's, this is my, uh, I guess, product plug for um, quinoa cowboy veggie burgers from Trader Joe's. If I'm allowed to add anything, then pimento cheese on top. Um, they're so good, the best things ever. But if I like don't have to survive off of what I'm eating for the rest of my life, then um, candy corn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, your mother would love that, Brooke. That was great. <laughs> okay, so here's a plug. Then uh, here's hang my on. wait, wait. I'm sorry. I got to ask though. How do you eat them? Do you eat them by each color portion or do you just put the whole thing in your mouth?
0: No, I eat, I like bite them. Maybe yes. not to like three pieces, but definitely at least two.
1: Okay. Okay. Just I, curious. Yeah. I'm a little OCD, right- so I, I, I eat them by color.
0: I eat the, the pumpkins are my favorite. The malacreme cream pumpkins. <gasps> I like the mix oh that God. has candy corns and the malacreme cream pumpkins. I don't like chocolate candy corns, but I really like. The pumpkins
1: and the... Girl, you are talking dirty to this big girl over here. <laughs> oh. And I like... I eat the
0: pumpkin ones. Like, I bite them in half, and then I eat one half, and then I eat the other half. But- there you
2: go. <laughs> Sorry, Brooke. I had to no, ask. No, that's fine. I completely agree. But my my little product uh, placement plug here is going to be, have you tried the mini candy corn? They're kind of hard to find. It's a bag, and they're mini. Oh,
0: I have not. I didn't know this Okay.
2: They exist, and you know how everything is better in mini. Like, you ever you get, get mini M&Ms, and you're like, what is this sorcery? Why is it delicious? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mini candy corn, Reigns and I swear, tastes better. Even better. Regular candy corn is the shit. But mini candy corn, so good. And that it's hard to find, because song. mini candy corn... <laughs>
1: mini candy corn is so damn good it's the shit it's the shit it's the shit (laughs) mini candy corn is the shit
2: all right we need like we need a lizzo lil nas x candy corn halloween remix you know what i'm saying yeah i
0: feel
2: like
1: going to old town road gonna eat that candy corn exactly I'm going to ride till I can't eat no more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I'm in this>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's Caleb's song tonight. You know, we went to his drum recital, and he sang and played with no accompaniment. His, his teacher played the ukulele and Caleb played his drums and he sang Old Town Road.
0: That's amazing.
1: True oh. story. And I got the video. I'm going to be sharing that here probably. We could probably put it on our Facebook page, Brooke.
2: Yeah, I'm pumped. We're so going to have to see that.
1: It? Yep. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll go in so many different tangents while I I'll just go off. Oh, no, that's fine. Must because it's all, after 830.
2: Yeah, time. see? 830 makes everyone weird. Um. Okay, so favorite smell.
1: Um, I- okay, say I- armpit farts because they don't smell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, um I have a candle from Target that is like blood orange and thyme I think and it is mm. and the perfect candle because mm. it smells fruity but it's not like doesn't make me hungry and it's not too sweet. So like Oh yeah. You know? And I yeah, that's 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 my See,
1: that's the kind of smells I like. I don't like overly fruity and I don't like overly like perfumey, like you know what I mean? Like I like it just like a I don't know. There's my uh it's, it's not both,
0: uh had a candle that always smelled like um it reminded me of like dude Body Spray. And I could oh, never no. understand why you would choose to have that smell. No. So, in your home but well, you would ever choose to bring it there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we don't
2: need the we don't need the axe body spray candle. No. <laughs>
0: and that's what it was and it was in our living room for a while and I was just eventually I just had to say, I can't can we light this one instead? <laughs> can that one be for your room? Because like, it was just we- it was not uh, pleasant at all. It maybe uh
2: well, now you got to try the loot candle. I like the the loot candle is good because it's um it sounds- it's got a, it's got a little bit of the cologne feel, but it's when you light it, it's like super mild. You don't smell it like it
0: like you
1: fire to the It's like you yeah. want to curl up underneath like a flannel blanket yeah, and feels, watch some loot. Yeah, it yeah,
2: it's like mm-hmm. a cozy smell. Like it's mm-hmm. not like a cuz I don't like the ones anything that feels like it gives you a headache if it's like really strong. I can't handle
1: that. Um like, I, and I might and I might get in trouble for this, but I don't like anything pumpkin spice. Don't don't bring no pumpkin spice in my house. I'm sorry. I actually don't I
2: like I'm with you. I have a hard time with the food smelling ones unless it's like Laura was saying where it's like a fruity or like um spicy. I can do that like bergamot and things, but I don't like like vanilla-y ones if it's if it's if it's mild, I can handle it, but very vanilla or very, uh, like apple cinnamon, all those just, they make me queasy. I don't know if it's I tell you, what, I tell you what, with my hunger Brooke.
1: senses. Yeah. So let's, let's, for all of our listeners, put your favorite candle scents on our Facebook page and share, because I'm always looking for some new candles. I actually burn one. I actually have one of those light warmers that, um, sits on top of, um, The light shines on top of my candle, and so Mm -hmm. I don't have to light it at work, and you can smell it throughout the office, and everybody loves it, but I'm always looking for a new scent, so for everybody that's out there, like, Brooke, you can share that one, the flannel one, the Luke one from Target, and share those scents, and tell us where you can find them out, please. I I don't know about you and, and Laura, but I'm always looking for something new that's kind of subtle, but it's so nice, and just, uh
2: uh so, when Laura was living with me, she might remember this. Um, I found this company online, and I can't remember what they're called right now, which is terrible of me. I'll have to share it on our uh, Instagram. Um, that makes Disney-scented candles and also the wax melts, like you're talking about, like to go on top of it. I I had one that I used a lot in the hallway near where Lara lived yeah. in her in her room. And it was called Bell's Library. And it smelled like roses and books. And like, no joke, somehow it smelled like books. I don't know how they did it, but it was amazing. <laughs> um, I used to put it in my classroom and the kids would come in and be like, what does that smell? And I'm like, what do you th- what does it smell like? Tell me what it smells like. And they're like, well, I mean, I smell books, but we're in an English classroom. I'm like, haha, nope. That's make believe. <laughs> but um, yeah. And my actual favorite one from there was the haunted mansion one. Um, because it had sort of like like a mild, musky smell, but also clean and dark smelling. I don't know how to explain it, but the haunted mansion one was bomb. Um, the weirdest one, there were some good ones too, like Soren. Um, the old Soren ride had an orange grove in it, and so they had a candle that smelled like the orange groves. Mm. Um yeah, so that one's really, like, fresh and nice. I had a Part of Your World one that smelled like... It was supposed to smell like, you know, the beach, and it was aerial. Um, there was one that was supposed to smell like uh, Rapunzel's hair, which I don't know what that means exactly. Door. Yeah, but it smelled amazing. So magic, I think, <laughs> is what her hair's supposed to smell like. Um, the weirdest one that they did was one... Um, and it took them, they talked about it like there was this saga on their Instagram for a long time where they were trying to perfect this candle and they wouldn't tell anybody what it was, but they're having the hardest time with it. Well, it's based off of Disney water. And so it's called, it's the Splash Mountain candle. And everyone was like, Disney water? But if you've ever been on a Disney water boat ride, like Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean. Um, it's a small the three world. Three Caballeros. And... It's a small world. It has a certain smell, the water. Yes, um, it does. It does, and it's not bad, it's not good, it's just a, a smell. Well, they made a candle, so Rains and I were like, well, we have to buy it just so we know what the hell it smells like. We, like. So it's kind of like our parlor trick that we pull out at parties, like, here, smell this, tell me if you like it. And what's funny is um, people either love it or they hate it. There is no in-between. But it does smell exactly like Disney water. That's awesome. Totally weird, but awesome. All right, what about your favorite sitcom, Miss Laura?
0: Well, we have to give some
2: um, appropriate
0: kudos to uh, Gilmore Girls, I guess. Of course.
1: Uh, Yes. I am loving you more and more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is something I love to have on. um, For different moods, sometimes Seinfeld. And then I recently watched, like, just made it through sex of the city for the first time. Which it's not my favorite sitcom, but
2: I felt like I needed to watch it and so now I feel like I can appreciate it, you know. Yeah, I, I'm I feel the same way about it. There's some sort of like uh, you know kindred spirit thing that mm-hmm. happens with it. Um I, I love that's it. What, it's something I'll re watch every now and then.
1: Yeah, and that's what Carrie is, is a journalist, right? I mean she she was a writer.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so, and I was like, you know, I need, I need to
0: watch this. Mm-hmm. And it was the kind of thing that was, it was like, uh, how everybody, well, at least in my friend groups growing up, it was like, you figured out who was the, like, Miranda Carey, Charlotte, and, um, Samantha, you figured out mm-hmm. who that character for each. And then every, you also figured out who is one of the four of the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'm going to remember all of their names now. Lena Tabby, uh, and then Blake Lively's character, and America Ferreira's character. But, um, yeah. And so it was like, okay, like I've talked about this enough, and like enough people have called me a uh, Carrie that I like need to know what that means.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, it's a compliment. I think out of all of them, I'm the Carrie, too. Um yeah. I think on a certain certain days, I'm a little bit Miranda. And actually, there's this great book coming out called um, We Should All Be Mirandas. And I totally want to pre-order it because I'm I don't even know what it's going to say. But it sounds like I need to read it. Um, What was I going to say about? Oh, I noticed the other day I was like, I think I put it on Instagram not too long ago. I was like, why is it that all of my favorite shows are about women? eating food, lots of it, and never getting any fatter. The Golden Uh Girls. The Gilmore Girls. Wait a second. (laughs) They're both double Gs. They're both girls, and they both eat extensive, copious amounts of food, um, and it's pretty great. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think my base uh, life goals are hidden amongst that somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I always
0: eat Pop-Tarts when I watch Gilmore
2: Girls, you know? like now I just very suddenly like have a very strong craving for a strawberry Pop-Tart, I
1: don't know, <laughs> strawberry, but I would know that they ate Pop-Tarts already. Oh, wow. that's
2: um. funny, all right, well, we're getting to like the hour-ish mark, so Donna, do you want to ask the super important question?
1: Yes, Laura, who are your top three female heroes? Dead, alive, fictional, non-fictional, whatever.
0: No, I don't know that I, I feel like it's always hard to narrow it down. But, um, and Brooke, I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you, but Harper Lee. Hell
2: yeah. Okay,
1: sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) And, um, then an Ida B. Wells. Mm Mm-hmm. who's a journalist that, um, investigative journalist in Memphis for a while, and then also um, I'm trying to decide my third, but if I choose a present-day person, um, it would be Taffy Ackner, who is has the best job in the whole world in my perspective. (laughs) She is, like, one of the last, like, writers at large left and gets to just, like, do really cool cultural um, journalism features. You've probably, like, read something she's written and just don't know. She's, like, does celebrity profiles often and is kind of venturing into stuff beyond that now. And she writes the New York Times. And I just, she's one of those people that, like, I don't know how she makes the time to, like, do that and to, like, do the rest of like life things, but she does and um I she's super cool.
2: So. That is <laughs> awesome. Well it's yeah. definitely people that inspire the world and uh even if you like you said, even if you don't know you've read it you probably have. So it's mm-hmm. just that's pretty cool. Super strong is awesome. awesome women putting a stamp yes. on the
1: world. Yeah. Yeah that's that's great. Oh okay. so, uh, for the the fun part, well, everything, all of it's fun, but we really like this part, too. It's called the quick spin round. Do-do-do-do! Yeah. yeah, and we're switching it up tonight
2: a little bit. Hey.
1: Okay. So, uh, we're just going to give you a couple choices, and you just tell us which one you like best. Perfect. Spring or fall? Fall. Yes. Correct.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong answer, but you're right. Um which is worse laundry or dishes dishes agreed yeah
1: <laughs> bath or shower
0: uh i've wanted to like baths i really wanted to like baths but shower
1: yeah because we're always in a hurry right we're trying to speed through life so
0: yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> it's not really sad
2: i like baths baths sometimes but shower yeah amusement park or a day at the beach
0: um, um amusement park actually I think I miss roller coasters I don't get to see them very often and ride them and that was like my childhood very favorite thing to do
1: Mhm. Netflix or a Hulu
2: um Netflix Facebook or Instagram Instagram.
1: Agreed. <laughs> so, if you had to choose, would you choose happiness or richness or rich? How do you say that? Riches, riches, riches. riches. No. Sorry,
0: ha- happiness.
1: That's right. You can't put a price tag on that, can you?
0: No.
1: Of course, we're all saying that because we don't have riches. i just
2: <Sad>. i'm just kidding i've seen enough movies and read enough books to know that uh happiness is probably where it's at um all right most important in a partner intelligence or humor
0: oh um, that's tricky that's so hard (laughs) maybe intelligence because i feel like if you are at a level like you can be smart funny too you know Mm-hmm. yeah good with the puns
2: yeah quick-witted yes
1: mm-hmm. i got it both what <laughs> girl. lucky stop it stop the buzz um so when sleeping fan or no fan
0: fan
1: that's what i'm talking about <laughs> girl i've got a ceiling fan and we got an oscillating fan at the end of the bed
0: <laughs> two fans also in
1: my bedroom yes Don't play. I want to be underneath the covers and I want to be comfortable. Yep.
2: I like it to be Lucy's barking Rains must be home. I apologize everyone. Um I'm with you. I need it to be cold. Like uh, the last couple of days our ACs actually been like trying to freeze up. So Rance has not been letting me turn it down as low as I I don't like to be like frozen tundra, but when I sleep, I want it at least 2 degrees cooler than mm-hmm. how I've been hanging out in the house because I want it to be cold outside of my blanket. Under the blanket mm-hmm. is where the warmth is. Stick a leg yes. out for temperature control. You know what I'm saying? Yes. so if it's not the exact right temperature I'm like half up and half sweaty all night and drives me crazy so I'm with you all the fans
1: mm-hmm.
2: alright Laura you sound all sweet and precious but I know I've... but what I was saying was um, Laura sounds all sweet and innocent and she is but she can also be feisty so Laura what is your favorite curse word Oh, I
0: don't
2: I, I curse way more
0: than I've let on probably on this podcast <laughs> I'm proud of myself um but, you know, I really just, sometimes you just have to feel like, you know, you're four years old and like, what is the baddest word that you can say? And <laughs> I, 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 uh, probably the F
2: word. Because yeah, it was that's mine too. A and, you know, I'm still four at heart. And so that's it. That's the answer. <laughs> well, dang gummit. damn gum it! But you're a person of words. Like I am, right? And I, I, my justification is, the F word fits all the boxes. It can be all of the parts of speech, so it's yes. very essential.
1: Yes.
0: Yes, yes, you are. Yes, that's it. That that is the explanation I'm going to give people now because that is a much better explanation than
1: <laughs> because it's, it's like it's like the question, right? And then it's like that word is like the D for all the above.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's the one. Well,
1: Laura, you've been amazing as just expected because Brooke is just um, said, Donna, you will love her. And I do. You are now, t- the title is You Are My Rory.
0: Oh. Aww. We'll come and teach you to armpit fart. <laughs> yes. You never expected that your Rory would
2: get to
1: teach you to do that. <laughs> I swear to you, I did oh. not. I think that's what cracked me up. So
2: I just remembered something. Also, Donna, you remember how I told you guys and, and listeners the story of the strange topless mermaid painting of well, yes. it appears In to be me and Fernandina. Yes. yes, I told Lara about this, and she's like Fernandina. That sounds really familiar. Well, guess what? Fernandina Beach is where her family used to vacay. They would come down from oh, Georgia, oh, right? Like
0: that's like our vacation spot that we go every year, almost.
2: Yeah. Get so out. She yeah. went there and took a selfie with the topless Brook Mermaid painting in the men's bathroom just to show me that
1: she went there. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: And I—that is awesome. Brooke, it is
2: totally Brooke. There is no question. It is Brooke. <laughs> Someone stole my face and put it on a topless mermaid and then hung it over a toilet where men hold themselves whilst peeing and staring at my face. listeners,
1: we're going to start a GoFundMe account and we're going to raise money and we're going to buy this picture and we're going to put it in the she shed so everybody that comes to town is here and they can come see it. That is fantastic. For a dollar fee.
2: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) <laughs> oh Laura I'm so glad I got to catch up with you and I miss you so now I have an excuse to come to Memphis and you have an excuse to come on down to St. Augustine and you can visit our tiny house and you're welcome to stay with us um, it is a tiny house but we have a toy it's room, adorable so mm-hmm. <laughs> um, come visit us let's go to Disney we can be Belle and Rapunzel um, and have a great time
1: aww <laughs> that's awesome So everybody, please be sure to subscribe and rate where you like to listen to podcasts. And if you have any questions for Brooke or myself or for the amazing Laura, my Rory, you can always contact us at two bees in a podcast at outlook.com. And of course, on all of these social media, right, Brooke? Oh yeah, at, on Facebook and
2: Instagram at 2 Bs in a podcast or on Twitter at 2 Bs in a Pod C. and um, you're actually coming to us, Lara, recording on National Podcast International National Podcast International Day. Podcast Day. International Podcast Day. Oh, I me. shared it uh, it will of course not air on International Podcast Day, but we're still cool right now. Um, you can also find us on our personal accounts. Um Facebook and Instagram and Twitter for me all the same at Brooke Westcar and Donna, we have Donna Brown DJ services by Donna Brown or on Instagram and Twitter at DT Donna B. And then of course, miss Laura, are you LD testino? That's me. Oh, I remembered. Check that out.
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs>
2: Dang
1: girl. You do better than me. I'm trying to remember yesterday. What?
2: I don't know how I remember that. It's probably all those staring at Rita June. I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a big thank you to Rita June for also hanging out with us tonight and um we love our pets and make sure you go out and don't uh buy from the breeders go out and rescue one of those uh one of those pets one of those dogs or cats rescue 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 yes
2: we all have rescue babies
1: yes all right love you Brooke thank you so much Laura
0: yeah thank y'all this is so fun
1: all, all awesome. right we're gonna have you, you guys back again soon love you. you oh for sure thank you and now it's time for our bloopers and so it's, it's very uh it's very quick
0: and okay we are having a dog that needs attention One, one. Pause, edit. No. <laughs> what the hell? Oh gosh she's like dropping wild crazy toys um i'm gonna let's see yeah. come here for a second
2: I heard the ball bounce. The Did you dogs hear that, <laughs> Lucy? And then mine. Now mine's growling. We're having it's it's a dog catastrophe. Lucy, stop it. Come here. Okay. Oh, thank you for licking my eyeball.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much what's going on right here. Okay, I think wow. I am good on my end to get the jump back in. Or- okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>